interrupt me. Hello, welcome back to Girl Interrupted, where we talk about issues and topics that affect women and female identifying people. And it's been a minute. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, but we had to make a couple of changes and put some things into motion. Um, you'll see the fruits of our labor soon. But these past couple of weeks have been a little bit much. Pretty exciting, but a little bit much. We had an event this past Sunday. It was called Brunch and Photoshoot, which I had a bunch of the listeners and a bunch of my friends come together, and we had brunch and a photo shoot. And they talked about the different episodes that they like and what it meant to them and all of that. And that that kind of just got me pumped back up to come back here and to give you more stuff and to be more consistent. Because sometimes I think I have this whole mental health thing under control. Then I have a setback where I hate the way I look or I hate myself, period. So it's been a real mission trying to make sure I stay attentive to myself and consistent when it comes to self-care. But that's what up with me. <laughs> like I said, I am going to make sure this is consistent because we have a bunch of events and stuff coming up that are going to be consistent. And I want to make sure that I'm giving you like the quality talks and talking about things that are important to us because we need this space. We need a space where we can talk about things and not be interrupted. So let's just hop right back into our show. You know, the first segment is called Women of the Week. And this week goes out to Lauren London for being so strong after her partner's unfortunate death. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. I could not imagine going through that in the public eye. And also couldn't imagine the world not giving me the space to grieve. So, Lauren London, thank you so much for being a bomb-ass woman. And I hope you have time to grieve. I really wish people would just give this woman space. I really wish you would just give her time to grieve her person. He was hers. So I just really wish that people gave her time and and stopped idolizing him. Because we have an issue in America with idolizing celebrities. And we have to realize that they are human. The same thing that Nipsey is doing is the same thing that people in your community are doing. There are thousands of Nipseys in this world. And not saying that he wasn't a great man and that we shouldn't mourn him. But if he has taught us anything, and that is to... Be a lot more aware of the greatness that is around us. Because to be real, a lot of people weren't listening to Nipsey before he died. And I feel like now is the time to pay attention to your community leaders, to pay attention to your organizers in your community, um, and give them props. Because they need it. They need props. They need to know that they're being seen. They need to to know that what they're doing is helping others. Um, So, yeah, just... Try to be the best person that you can be to those around you and stop idolizing celebrities who are so far away because they are just that so far away and they are also human. But anyway, um, to the next woman of the week goes are to Marseille Martin for being the youngest executive producer. I think that's amazing. Like she is so young. You give so many girls hope that they can be as amazing as you are. So thank you. Thank you so much for just being you. And lastly, we have Janie from Sleep This in Miami, who was on our last episode. She just recently came out and talked about her struggle with cervical cancer. And I'm so proud of her. So many women don't talk about it. We don't talk about it a lot. Um, The scare of going to get a pap smear 
and how that hinders people from finding out earlier that they have cancer, that they have abnormal cells. And it's important for us to go to the doctor and to make sure that we are okay. And I know a lot of that has to do with like money, but there are a lot of, of health centers that are around for you to go to and to get your pap smears for free. I got pap smears for free for a long time when I was in Mississippi. So just check, check your local health health centers and, and see if you can get it because you don't want to wait on that. But thank you so much, Janie, for being so brave. I'm going to keep saying that. Like, you're so brave for talking about that and helping other women to understand how important it is to go get a pap smear. So thank you for being so vulnerable. Um, again, thank you for being so brave. All right, that is all for our Women of the Week. If you have a woman that you think I should highlight who is local to your state or your city or just somebody, period, let me know. I'm always here to uplift women and give props where it's due. But next, we're going to hop into our topic of the week. April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. If you don't know exactly what sexual assault means, it is an act in which a person intentionally sexually touches another person without the person's consent or coerces or physically forces a person to engage in a sexual act against their will. This is a tough topic for me because I have been sexually assaulted and it's tough. Let me just say that. It's tough. But I know that all of this information is something that you guys need to know. And hopefully me talking about this helps me a lot as well. I've been in therapy about my issues and dealing with the fact that I was sexually assaulted for a while and I didn't realize that I was. So this episode is important. And I know I'm not alone in the fact that I've been sexually assaulted. So let's let's just get into some statistics about sexual assault. Every 92 seconds, another American is sexually assaulted. 92 seconds. Every 92 seconds. That is that's crazy. Here are a couple other statistics. One in five women and one in 71 men will be raped at some point in their lives. In the U.S., one in three women and one in six men experience some form of contact sexual, sexual violence in their lifetime. 51 0.1% of female victims of rape reported being raped by an intimate partner and 40.8% by an acquaintance. 52.4% of male victims report being raped by an acquaintance and 15.1% by a stranger. Almost half, 49.5% of multiracial women and over 45% of American, Indian, Alaskan Native women were subjected to some form of contact sexual violence in their lifetime. 91% of victims of rape and sexual assault are female, and 9% are male. In 8 out of 10 cases of rape, the victim knew the perpetrator. 8% of rapes occur while the victim is at work. These statistics really make me so sad. I'm really going to try not to cry on this episode, but it really makes me so sad that this is such a common thing. And it's hard and nobody should ever have to go through that, a feeling like their body is not their own and somebody taking their power away from you. And I know that we live in the area of Me Too, but sometimes that movement literally feels so far away from reality. And yes, it's nice to see the hashtag and to know that you are not alone, but knowing that you are not alone and that, it's, that it is so common and that there's no justice half the time is what makes me 10 times more anxious and depressed. 
because the Me Too movement doesn't save us from being raped. It doesn't make us feel better walking to our car at night. And honestly, a lot of the time, it feels like a white woman's movement. But because I know how deep misogyny goes, I do know that it is beneficial to, to all of us when it comes to denormalizing sexual assault and rape. I guess it helps out with that because the conversations are happening a lot more and then it's trickling down to our everyday lives where we're able to have these conversations about these things, but nothing takes away that, that feeling. I don't, I don't, nothing takes away that feeling of having someone take your autonomy away from you. But what do we do in real life? How do we deal with our trauma after being violated? Like two years ago, my friend Dre, who's also one of the founders of Girl and Interrupted, had an event where she talked about this topic, this exact topic, and she reached out to me and asked me to speak. It wasn't until the moment that I was in front of people and I was talking that I realized that something was wrong with me. This was way before I realized that I had been sexually assaulted. This was when I knew that something was wrong and I knew that something had happened to me and that I was being manipulated and I was being emotionally abused, but somehow I didn't look at it as sexual assault. And I remember being in front of all those people and I blacked out. Like I would completely stop speaking and I'd be like, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, and I just began to disassociate. I didn't know how to talk about it without feeling like my world was collapsing. It took me a while to deal with my trauma. With therapy and the support of my friends, I am better now. And I'm not going to say that I am great. I'm not going to say that I'm good. I am better than what I was before. And hopefully one day I will become great. I will get past it. But I am a work in progress. And... I've had to take a lot of steps in order to get to a point where I'm able to talk about sexual assault and not disassociate and not just black out, you know, like, or make it seem like it's something that's outside of me because it isn't. This is something that has happened to me. And although I am not ready to talk about what did happen to me just yet, And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about being on your own pace and not pressuring yourself to talk about it. Um, I've talked to my therapist about it and I've talked to some of my friends about it. But as far as like opening up and telling the whole world about it and, and, and putting it on this podcast, I'm just not there yet. I still have some some processing to do about a lot of different things. But I'm going to give you some tips today on what helped me. And a lot of this came from my therapist. A lot of this came from things that my friends have said. And the other half has come from me just looking up things and knowing exactly what to do after you've been sexually assaulted. So let's just hop into this. Let's let's talk about processing. Let's talk about what do we do after something so terrible has happened to you. After someone has touched you without asking after someone has taken control of your body or taken control of you, what do we do? 
how do you how do you process that? So number one is to ensure your own safety. Your autonomy has been taken away from you and it's okay to want space. I stayed at home. I laid in bed, didn't talk to anyone for weeks. I eventually talked to my best friend since she is my safe place. I eventually talked to my girlfriend about it. But for a couple of weeks, I just needed to be by myself. So if that means that you need to be alone, be alone. This is a very sensitive time. Your emotions are at a high. And any mental issues you have at this time might flare. I, of course, have anxiety. So I had anxiety attacks every night after realizing what happened to me. And this is not easy, but taking care of yourself is the best option at this point, even if it doesn't make sense to anyone else. You don't have to go to places that you don't want to go that you don't feel safe. You can say that I don't want to go to this party. You can say I don't want to go be around this person because of this. Like That is your complete right. I do it. I still do it now. I, I don't have a problem with saying I'm not going there. I'm not ready, and I'm not going there. I don't, it doesn't matter if no one knows. It doesn't matter if no one understands. It doesn't matter. It, you do. You know at this point. And so standing true in that, that something happened to me and I know that something happened to me, I'm not ready to talk about it, but I need a safe place. So I'm going to stay at home or I'm going to only talk to this one person who's my best friend or my friend or acquaintance or whatever. Um, And I'm not going to go to places that make me feel uncomfortable where I feel like I'm not safe. You have that right now. That's, That's your right. And for anyone who knows someone who has been sexually assaulted, Or even if you know someone, if you don't know someone who's been sexually assaulted, if someone tells you that they don't want to go to their place because they don't feel safe or that they don't feel comfortable, it's okay. It's okay for you to say, all right, you don't have to talk them into into going. You can go with someone else. Like people are now setting boundaries because they need to set boundaries. We're adults. And if we say that we don't want to go somewhere, most likely we have a reason for not wanting to go. And I've learned that it's better to listen to your inner voice and not go. Because normally when you do go places that you don't want to go, you don't have fun. Or you end up putting yourself in harm's way or bumping into somebody that you did not want to bump into. This is your safe time. This is your safe place. And this is your time to just really focus on yourself because it sucks. It sucks. Number two, remember that it is not your fault. Something happened to you. You didn't want it to happen. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. And I'm saying this over and over again because I'm not only am I saying it to you, I'm saying it to me. If you know anyone who has been sexually assaulted and they've been around this person even after they've told you that they've been sexually assaulted or if they were around this person before or even at that time, if it didn't seem like that they were being hurt, it's still not their fault. You're never asking for it. No one is ever asking for that to happen, regardless of how close you are to them, regardless of how long you've known them or how short her skirt was or the dark alley that she's walking down. No one ever asks to be sexually assaulted. No one asks for that. 
is not your fault. I definitely have control issues, which is where my anxiety comes from majority of the time. And I spent a long time thinking that it was my fault because I can't fathom the idea that something happened to me and and I didn't have control over it. I could not fathom that idea. And sometimes that's that's what happens. Or things can get blurry sometimes where at one point you did want it to happen. And then you, you didn't want it to happen anymore. Or it gets blurry enough that things that you once allowed to happen, you don't want it to happen again. But you saying that you don't want it to happen again means nothing now because they continuously do it. All that matters is is that you didn't want it. That's all that matters. It doesn't, all the other fluff doesn't matter. You not wanting something is what matters. And therapy has taken me there, has, has taught me that because things were blurry for a long ass time, but it is not your fault. You are never asking for it. And it's okay to be sad. And it's okay to be angry, but not at yourself because it's not your fault. The last one is to talk to someone. You have to. You have to. You have. Even, I know that most people don't believe victims. And, and that's where majority of the fear comes is in that most people don't believe victims and it's just like what's the point of me saying something or if the person who hurt you if they have a lot of influence or if they you know are nice people to other people or if they're you know it's hard because you are trying to get someone to believe that something terrible has happened to you. And a lot of the times people have a hard time conceptualizing the fact that these things can actually happen in real life. Or that if they do happen, that you didn't want it or that the person who did do it doesn't seem like a person who would do that. And most manipulators work in that way anyway, where to the public and to other people, they aren't a certain way, but then to their victims, they are a terrible person. That's how the manipulation works. That's how it all goes down. But you have to find someone to talk to. So if you don't have anyone in your life that you trust, you have to go see a therapist. Or you can call a hotline and talk to someone. You, you have to talk to someone. You have to. This is the age of technology and you can literally look on your phone and, and find a number of a hotline and talk to someone about what happened to you in order to process it, in order to move forward. If you don't have people close around you too, but you have to pick someone that you trust. It has to be someone that you trust because you don't want to tell somebody that makes it worse. And you know that. You know the people that you can talk to about things. You know the people you, you can't talk to about things. And even if you don't want to say the name, you can say what happened? Take it at your own pace. You don't have to go out accusing people. 
You don't have to go out and name your victim. I mean, name your abuser. You don't have to. You don't have to do that if you don't want to do that. Just take it step by step. Take it day by day, and just gain that control and that confidence back. Mine was stripped away from me, and I'm still trying to get it back. I'm still trying to feel like myself. I'm still trying to understand who I am now versus who I was before it happened. And it's a it's a huge process, and you have to be patient with yourself and know that it is truly, truly, truly a process. It really is. And you can learn from it and make sure that if you have other people around you who are are victims or you can reach out to other groups or whatever, when you're ready, it's just, it's just all a fucking process. But it all sucks, and it's not right. And for all of the victims out there, or the survivors, as I would say, I'm so sorry that this happened to you and that it's not your fault and you are not alone. You're not. I don't want to start crying, so... I'm going to wrap up this week's episode. Try to reach out to someone who you know has been isolated, who doesn't talk, who's been a little bit depressed. Try to reach out to them and make sure that they're okay. I I feel like that's something that we should all do a little bit more. And during this Sexual Assault Awareness Month, um... I think that that should be our mission as women is to check on other women and female identifying people to make sure that we are doing okay because there are so many triggers that's happening in this world. There are so many things that we are seeing, so many things that are being done. Everything is is on headlines now. Like It's a lot to process. So we just have to be there for each other, man. Like That's, that's really all it is. Um, I don't have a question segment for this week because I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about it. And I'm going to listen to my gut and I'm going to listen to my boundaries. Like I'm, I didn't want to put it out there in order to get more information on it because I am not ready yet. Dre is a lot better at that. And if you guys want to share some of your stories, please do because honestly it will help me. But I am not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready to tell my story yet. Um, there are some things coming up. We're going to have some events. Um, our aim right now is to, I'm not even going to tell you. You'll see. You'll see. Maybe on the next episode, I'll let you know. But there are some things that come up, so I want you to stay tuned. Follow us on Instagram at girluninterrupted. That's G-R-R-R-L underscore uninterrupted. Follow Dre and I. I'm at Lisa Giles with four extra S's on the end. Dre is Dre. At Adonis. You can follow her as well. And just keep up with us because there's going to be some events popping up and you do not want to miss them because we had a fucking ball on Sunday. But I'm going to leave you with some wishes like always because I love you guys. May you always remain safe. May the world be as kind to you as you are to it. And may people learn how to keep their fucking hands to themselves, dude. That's all I want. (laughs) That's all I want. Have a great week, you guys. And I'll see you guys. We'll talk to you guys next week. I promise. Bye.